Well, hello, everyone who will be listening to this. This is an unnamed podcast for now. Uh, my name is Nate Paulus, along with uh, Brian Gravener. Um, Brian ha- and I have known each other for, I don't, I, I can't remember an exact number. It's been a long uh, time. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other for a good amount of time. Um, and we decided in this season of quarantine and self-isolation and not being able to leave your house, uh, that what better time to start a podcast uh, than now? So we're going to probably be diving in onto a lot of sports and fantasy, which are our, I think, our two common interests primarily. Definitely both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we've we've done a lot of fantasy together over the years, um, and followed sports and harassed each other for each other's sports <laughs> teams for uh, I don't even know how long. So listen, I can't uh, help it if you're an Eagles fan. So <laughs> I can't help it if you're a Ravens fan. So well, now that now everybody knows. This yeah, is the we first are. It's episode. already. <laughs> It's already gotten out there that we have uh, some conflicting views when it comes, especially to NFL, but oh, also yes. college football. It's it's oh, yes. that's also uh, an issue as well. So there will be plenty <laughs> of banter back and forth, I'm sure, as this goes on. Listen, it's uh, what the people want. Okay, yeah, they don't like, want a boring be, podcast. <laughs> yeah, this wouldn't be. This would just be like a plain old boring statistical analysis of a yes. podcast if we didn't have any personality or any any banter between us. So. Uh, yeah, we're going to be, obviously, if you've been following any sports, which uh, I think for a lot of us, any drip of sports at this point is something so uh, important to us that we'll grasp onto it. So if you if you follow sports at all, you know that this weekend was the NFL draft, and it was a completely different perspective, different format than anything we've seen before um, for the for any kind of draft. Uh, in terms of it being completely virtual this year, You're, we're we're used to these drafts where everyone comes together and all the the general managers and the head coaches and the owners and everyone gets together in this in this one space for the most part, and they they get these images of war rooms at their uh, respective uh, stadiums and headquarters. Mm-hmm. But this time it was shots from head coaches' homes and general managers' homes. Uh, with these little setups of computers and microphones uh, so that they could be uh, communicating with each other. And instead of that large group gathering that we're so used to and all the the draft, the highly selected draft picks all being together and waiting for their name to be called with their families in person, uh, it was all from their houses this time. Uh, And we got to see those cameras in a lot of those draft picks' homes uh, pan to their three or four people, uh, their parents and their siblings with alongside them as their names were called, as they received those calls from those teams. Um, yeah, it's so definitely it a, different. That's for sure. I don't think a lot of people were ready for that. So different. I mean, mm. I, I did see that this was the highest viewership that, you know, that the NFL draft has had in recent years. And it was a significant percentage uptick that, than from last year. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess it makes sense with everyone being stuck at the house and literally looking for anything to do and any kind of novelty. Well, people haven't uh, had sports at all for almost two months now, so I guess anything they can take, they're going to take. Yeah. But you know what really surprised me was how well the NFL draft did by handling the virtual aspect of it. I think a lot of people were really expecting disconnections or, you know, camera issues or, you know, basically just blow ups, but 
I watched the entire thing. I watched all three days. I don't know about you, but um, oh, man, you're dedicated. I listen. This is all I'm gonna get for who knows how long. I have <laughs> That's to. <right>? True. <laughs> and I was watching the whole thing, and I'm like, wow, they haven't dropped a feed one time. They haven't. Yeah, yeah. They haven't gone to a commentator and just disconnected at all. And they did a really nice job of that. So if you did stick it out for the whole thing, you were rewarded with some good video. Yeah, it was the for yeah, like you said, for the, being the first time that they've had to adopt this kind of format, it was surprisingly flawless. And you'd think with like some of these, from it being from their houses for these coaches <laughs> and general managers, you'd think there'd be some sort of issues without well, we got, having those high tech crews behind the scenes. Yeah, the high tech crew was their laptop in Roger Goodell's basement, so I'm not really Basically, sure. Basically, uh, you know, what they I, were I thinking. There were, <laughs> there were the oh, there were so many memes that came out over the weekend of like what was it Cliff Kingsbury's yeah. house and the, the <laughs> his the 15 story out. house and yeah, it's like. Who was sitting out on the porch on the lawn chair? Was that the? Oh, I forget. Was that the Titans uh, coach? Who was that? Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah, might have, yeah. I, th- I think I think it might have been Vrabel. I heard about his. That's crazy. His, uh, antics as well, and Bill Belichick with his dog taking. Yeah, the his dog. Seat and like, yeah, it was he like, made the pick. He didn't even care. He's like, "You got this. Yeah. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Bill Belichick's. I mean, at that point, like, Ugh. with what's going on in New England, I'm not surprised. Bill's just like, "Yeah, here the dog can take the pick for this time." Ouch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody but, knows that we're huge Bill Belichick fans too. Oh yeah, that I mean that it's got that <laughs> I knew it wouldn't take yeah. long for that to come out. Um, yeah. It's pretty obvious. But, um, if you're not from New England, odds are you're not going to be a, a large Bill Belichick fan. So no, most people would agree with us on that one. So yeah, um, so I think that's going to be pretty universal <laughs> for our audience, whoever listens. Um, but. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look at the draft uh, and see how our personal teams did, how our divisions did, and potentially give some just some vague uh, draft grades for some of the other teams uh, that stood out to us. Um, so Brian, with being a a Baltimore Ravens fan, he'll be looking at the AFC North primarily, and I, yes. as an Eagles fan, will be uh, analyzing the NFC East. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a lot of action in both of those divisions. Um, and a lot of movement, especially I'd, I'd say for Cincinnati, uh, for the AFC North, um, and the Ravens in, themselves did a fantastic job. Um, and I know you're going to toot their horn enough, so I'm not going to. Man, you're you're taking my division yeah. now. Come on. Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to speak too highly on that because I know. Oh um, man. No help. Um, None. I have I have plenty to say about the Eagles personally as well. Yikes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, Here comes the beatdown. Here, this is yeah, going to be uh, real quick. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a ride. I mean, I have some good things and some negative things to say, but I think mm. uh, Brian, if you want to go ahead with Baltimore first, and then I'll do the eagles and then we'll kind of do team by team and our di- respective divisions all right that sounds good what we liked what we didn't like so if you yeah. do that go ahead let's, like that you know what let's just start with my afc east champion baltimore ravens okay obviously top AFC of the east afc north sorry see you know this is why we have to make sure that we're paying attention <laughs> <laughs> afc east, you know why because we we're just talking about belichick Oh That's yeah, yeah we we're thinking yeah. about the Patriots. And- oh man, well no, we're gonna talk about them later. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if sure. I start at the top, um, I'm gonna start with the Ravens. I think they did the best out of all four of those teams. Um, that's not even really biased to be honest with you. I gave them an A. Um, so yeah. Patrick Queen was a great start for them, as well as Dobbins from Ohio State. They covered two huge needs that they were looking into. Um, I know John Harbaugh was a little disappointed with the linebacker core last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting rid of C.J. Mosley really hurt, but 
Queen looks like one of those guys that can replace him. Um, he is only the third linebacker that we've ever drafted in a first-round pick um, mm-hmm. outside of Mosley and Ray Lewis, but I think that he's going to step in really nicely. And then you got Dobbins, um, you know, an all-around player. He, he could use a little bit more on his catches, but I think he's a solid runner, low to the ground, really quick. So he could easily be our running back of the future if he stays productive and they give him the playing mm-hmm. time. Um, we also followed up with four third round picks, which is amazing. We did trade our other second round pick to new England. Hey, look at that. And (laughs) we ended up with a defensive tackle, uh, receiver linebacker and a guard. Um, most of which were pretty solid needs there. So I was really happy with how they did. Um, the second team I would put on would be Cincinnati. I think they got an, probably an A or an A minus. Um, they did really well. Obviously the best pick that they had was Joe Burrow. Um, not much to say, you know. The only thing I will say, I loved LSU. I'm a huge Tigers fan. I love Joe Burrow. He had an amazing year, carried him to the championship. But I think that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this one. And I'm just going to say, be careful. Because he only had one season. And That's true. we've seen a lot of college quarterbacks that light it up at college, and they come out into the pros, and they go to mm-hmm. a team that's not good, and they get sacked a lot they get pushed around they don't have a lot of weapons um but they did go and address that in the second round by giving them t higgins and t higgins to me was a mid first round grade um but we did have a lot of receivers this year so he slipped that is going to be a huge weapon for cincinnati and joe early on to pair with aj green that's going to be very dangerous down the field teams are not going to be able to come up to try to stop the run with those guys so you're going to see a lot of underneath stuff from burrow a lot of safe plays and then he's going to go for the home run so i wouldn't be surprised if their offense was one of the tops in the entire afc in a couple of years um the third team i was kind of between the two but i gave it to cleveland um i gave them a b plus i think they had a pretty solid draft I mean, when you start out with Jedrick, uh, sorry, Jedrick Willens um, at tackle, you definitely help yourself on that end um, just because you want to avoid those sacks from your young quarterback. Uh, he definitely helps you there. And then Grant Delpit, another LSU guy <laughs> at safety. <laughs> Grant Delpit is uh, very strong. I think he's probably a top three safety in the entire country. Um, just the ball hawk skills, the ability to cover space and to read the quarterback's eyes, he does a very good job of. So. They definitely got a huge upgrade in their secondary. And then they added Elliott at defensive tackle and Phillips at linebacker. I mean, this is just what Cleveland's been doing, you know, as long as I can remember. They're pumping up their defense. So if they can keep teams, you know, behind, you know, 15, 14, 17 points, they can win some games. You know, they could be a 7-9 and team this year. So don't sleep on Cleveland. (laughs) Um, And then finally, you know, Pittsburgh. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Well, when you don't have a first-round pick, you know, yep, you, you kind of did that. That does hurt. <laughs> you kind of did it to yourself. I mean, you did trade it away. So, obviously, you knew going into the draft you weren't getting an A, you know. But, you know, to get Claypool there at receiver, I feel like you're not really covering much of a need. I mean, you could have used a lot more there. Highsmith is nice at defensive end, but the rest of their draft was kind of average. I gave them a C. So, I mean, I really would have liked to see more. Well, I wouldn't have liked to see it because I'm a fan of the Ravens. But in (laughs) general, if you're a Steelers fan, you left that draft scratching your head a little bit. You're like, wow, we really could have seen a lot more. So disappointing on that end. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the AFC North from what I'm seeing. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, for the – I'll give a brief uh, what I thought of the AFC North. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really – like I said already, I, I was real high on the Ravens. I think everyone was. Like their picks, like you say, with Queen, um, I I'd say definitely the best 
linebacker available in the draft. Um, and it was such high potential and going into that, like you said, with Harbaugh um, and not having a great linebacker core bat last year after losing Mosley to the jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was definitely, it was probably their biggest need coming into the draft and to, to address it right out the gate uh, with the best linebacker and the inside linebacker in the draft in Patrick queen. Um, that was already a fantastic start. And then you go and get JK Dobbins who was dynamic at Ohio State, with, yes. at, out of the backfield, the pass catching, running, whatever it was you needed him to do, he was mm-hmm. explosive. Um, so he's going to be a, a great weapon for the Ravens in the passing game and the rushing game. It's going to be a, I think he'll be a great compliment to Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Um, because now you have to look at both options in the backfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cause they can do read option as much as they want, and and teams are going to have to take their pick at who they're going to want to cover. Um, so it'll be, I think that'll be really dangerous, a really dangerous combination for to an already an explosive Ravens offense from last season. Um, so really, those two out the gate, and then you add one of the best defensive tackles in the third in, in the beginning of the third round. You get one of the best defensive tackles in the draft. Um, to really tighten up your the middle of your defense there. Um, and you've already, like you think about who the Ravens have added this this offseason, like Calais Campbell from, yes. from Jacksonville. That getting was huge. One of, the, one of the best pass rushers in the past three, four, five years um, mm. for basically peanuts. It was crazy mm-hmm. what they gave up. Um, and you... I mean, you can say that the that defensive line is getting on the older side. So to add a rookie um, in Justin Matabuke, I'm not Matabuke, sure. yeah, what a name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I said that correctly. That's all right. But, um, but to add a rookie with his kind of potential from Texas A&M, uh, I think that was a great move as well. So it was it was pick after pick after pick. I think for Baltimore, that was just addressing every hole that they needed they and to be honest they didn't have too too many holes if you look at their their season last year they're just missing a couple of pieces and i think this draft really helped um really plug any of those gaps so they're going to be yes. tremendous this season um as many people have already predicted um and yes yeah, so baltimore's top cincinnati also they were my second uh when you get the number one pick of the draft and you get the heisman winner um I do, I do agree with your your warning about being careful in terms of him only having this one year after being a transfer from Ohio State. He he came in and he he really balled out, and of he course, did. by winning the national championship and and winning the Heisman, you can't really have a better season as a quarterback. And now all but, the eyes are on you now. That's yeah, the and thing. every the expectations are through the roof. Yes. Um, but to be a backup and be a transfer from Ohio State, I mean, to be a to be a backup in general at Ohio State, you have to have good potential. But to not really see the field as much as he did, and to have such a limited sample size, uh, I think it you do need to be a little. You need to manage your expectations a little bit. Um, despite we've seen quarterbacks like Jameis Winston, Heisman winner, national championship winner. And now he's a free agent looking for a job because he was just too, his gunslinging abilities. Um, I, you see Joe Burrow's arm, he, his arm's massive. Incredible. Um, huh? He can see the, some of the throws he made in the national championship <laughs> game. He could, he bombed the ball downfield without much effort. Uh, so the arm strength and everything is there. Like the talent is tremendous. The upside is tremendous. 
Right. Um, but, but he's still a rookie, which means still, you have to temper your yeah. expectations early. And yeah. this is the Jamarcus Russell syndrome. Okay, this oh, is God, the. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to compare the two because they're not comparable. But please Jam- don't. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell was another LSU quarterback. That's pretty funny. Coming out of the draft as the undisputed number one prospect, can't miss. You have to yeah. get this guy at one. Oakland was all over the pick. They weren't trading. They were saying, this is our guy for 10 plus years. He's going to be our <laughs> franchise quarterback. And what happened? He got lazy. The It got to him a little bit in the head. He took a lot of sa- uh, sacks, mm-hmm. a lot of hits, and it just fell apart. Like everything that led up to that expectation just came tumbling down a cliff. Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't happen with Burrow, but you have to be really careful when you're yeah. handed a lot of money really early and you're handed all the spotlight in Cincinnati and everybody's going to know your name and everybody's going to mm-hmm. buy tickets to come watch you play as a, what, 22-year-old? I mean, yep. you got to be kidding me. That's a lot of pressure. And you're not on a team that's a playoff contender. You're on a Definitely. team that's 1-15 in 15 caliber. So it's really up to you to change that mold, to change the mm-hmm. franchise. So if he can do it between the ears, if he's mentally strong and he says, I'm just going to block out the noise and go have fun and play football. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. He's going to be their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Or he could end up like a Jamarcus or somebody that we've seen on the Browns for the last 20 years that yeah. gets drafted at one or the revolving you know, door. The revolving door. And just you never hear from him again. So I hope mm-hmm. that's not true, but you never know. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Like you got, you can probably, I think on the draft I saw there were already some in those, they had those collages of all the fans from the different teams. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of Burrow jerseys already. Wow. Uh, in Cleveland. So people are already getting custom. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't with a number one pick, uh, really place so much pressure on a guy before he, he's even drafted. Like the expectations are already there that he was going to come to Cincinnati, rightly so. Mm. But, for to have the all those expectations placed on his shoulders before he's even there um i just it's a <laughs> like lot. you said you you really need to especially as a rookie like the expectations can get to you it can really cripple you and it's um, not like and, an aaron Rodgers where okay he got to sit behind brett Favre for a couple mm-hmm. of years and learn you're not sitting behind drew Brees or tom brady and learning you're literally going to be handed the job week yep. one and say here you go good luck and that might no, be tough for him the first couple of weeks of the uh, of the season there. Yeah, no room for learning curves. It's no, like you no. got to go out, you got to play the game, no learning, no no mentors. None. You're going to go out and you're going to lead this team and we're going to see. I want to see what their week 1 matchup looks like while you're going to the next team. Um yeah, I want to see what yeah. their schedule is. <laughs> Um, it'll Cincinnati, I think will be a very interesting team, especially with, like you said, with T Higgins, they add Mm. to a wide receiver core with AJ green, who doesn't really want to be there anymore. Understandably. So, right. Um, and then you have Tyler Boyd as well. You think of Tyler Boyd, um, who is a strong number two wide receiver. Yeah. He was very electric. Um, Yeah. So you have, you have green Boyd and now you had T Higgins, a guy who can take the top off of a defense. Um, and like you said, Burrow likes to, Burrow likes to get it deep. Um, so with those three receivers, I think at his disposal, um, and if I can't remember if Cincinnati still retained Eifert, um, I think they still do, but with all his injury history, it's hard to say, but with you have, if, if he stays healthy, you have a solid tight end in Tyler Eifert. Actually, he's in Jacksonville now. Oh, he left. Okay. He left. I forgot about that. Okay. I couldn't remember if he left or not, but with all his injuries, I kind of lost track of him over the years. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. But okay, but even still with those three receivers uh, that he has, I think those will be good options for him. Very solid hands to kind of 
help him adapt to the pros, but that offensive line is really going to have a lot of pressure on them to keep him to keep Burrow safe. Uh, in his, so in from his what I'm year. seeing on here, they don't have official dates yet, but it looks like mm-hmm. they're opening at Baltimore week one. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> like we just said with that Oof. defensive line. Oh my goodness. He's going to be sacked quite a bit in that game. Oh, that's welcome to the NFL, Joe. <laughs> Literally, Brady. that is a welcome yeah. party. <laughs> that's you can't ask for much worse of a matchup to start your pro career. Let me um, ask you a question: um, If you were the Redskins, and you you oh, really gosh. didn't, if you didn't care about you know quarterback in this draft, you were probably going to get Chase Young no matter what. Would you mm-hmm. have taken a call from Cincinnati? You know, if you're the Bengals, would you have called to swap picks and try to get something else, and just risk Burrow not being there at two, or would you just take Burrow at one? So like, if I were the Redskins, would I take would I take the phone call? Yeah, because I mean, um, if if I'm Cincinnati and I know you're going to take Chase Young, I'm going to pick. I mean, be picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, you want to switch? Like, just to make sure you get Young because we can take him from you." You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think there was much doubt in either camps of who they were taking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I I don't think Washington had any um, notion of of Cincinnati. No one believed Cincinnati would take anyone other than Burrow. Right. Because to do so would kind of be franchise suicide really you need a you need a quarterback and they would be rioting in the streets right now and like (laughs) after having the years of andy dalton and moving on from him uh and not having a franchise quarterback to go with chase young who of course is the consensus not the best pick in the draft we um i'd say he's he was the best player available from the beginning of the draft absolutely but if you if you're looking for a franchise quarterback and you need to to elevate your franchise and try to move out of the the hole that both these teams are in, like they both mm. ended two and fourteen last season. Yeah, so not, not exactly and, stellar. <laughs> yeah, Washington and Cincinnati are both in need of large franchise revitalizations. Um, but you look at Washington; they went and got. Um, Dwayne Haskins last year. Um, so they're looking to move forward with him as their quarterback for the future, potentially. Um, mm-hmm. And Cincinnati was desperately in need of a quarterback. So I don't think there was really any need for either of them to to consider swapping because I think in both their minds, they knew what the other team was going for, and there was really no danger of them missing out on who they really wanted and needed. Okay. Um, so I think they both they both went the way that um, – they they went the way that they should have gone, um, and that was largely expected. Uh, from Absolutely. Them. So I'd agree. I'll, I'll just run through the other two because they weren't as significant. But Cleveland, yeah, they would be my third as well. Um, they Cleveland just builds through the draft pretty much every year. Um, I don't know how long it'll be. We thought the last couple seasons it was going to be when the, when Cleveland finally kind of came into their own which who knows what that is after so many years but <laughs> it's it's um, not a, a zero win season for them yeah it's That's, it's not a anything winless season, over but, than like two is a good year for them <laughs> <laughs> but people so uh, but i i'd say myself included they're believe just awful. That, yeah like, i would say I, that they so they're one of those teams that they're really trying to make the turnaround, right? They want to put For everything so in the years. right direction. Oh, oh, every year. Like, <laughs> and I remember Cleveland back in like oh seven and oh nine when they were just unwatchable. Like, you know, uh-huh. they're they're rolling out teams that are scoring eight points a game. Like, it was like bad, the, right? Like they the were going through lions and the winless the lions. Days. Remember the zero and sixteen? Um, and yeah, you know, those two teams were always in bottom five of the entire draft every year because you knew they were going to be there and. Now they're kind of starting to pick up some steam, 
but I feel like they just need Slowly. to push through. They don't have, they don't yeah. have that push through point. They haven't gotten through to a playoff win yet. And it's crazy. Look at Cleveland, like the moves they made. That's why it was, everyone was so high on them. Like you go and get Odell Beckham Jr., you get Jarvis Landry, you get Baker Mayfield as your quarterback who is so far hit or miss. Um, yeah, we don't know yet. He's we don't know young. about Baker. Um, but like the expectations have been fairly high considering Cleveland's typical uh, expectations every season. So to, mm. for them to go six and ten last season was uh, was not, not impressive. I mean, no, it's not good, but I mean, it's yeah, better than what they were used to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Com- it, like they have been steadily improving in mm-hmm. win record every year, but like the expectations for some reason keep getting placed higher and higher. Um, but you, you'd you'd hope that they are going to make that leap. I mean, even if you're a, a fan of a team in the same division as the Browns, you kind of just. I mean, I would feel like just sorry for them at this point. Like you want to see them actually have a winning season, like not just go 500, which was two years ago. At least be competitive. You know what I mean? Like have like fight for a playoff spot, get into that positioning wild card, wild card. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like goodness, just, just make (laughs) the playoffs for for the first time. And I don't even probably over 20 years. All right. Let's close 20 years. Let's close the Browns off on this question. What year were you born? 97 oh good because the last time they won a playoff game was 1995 <laughs> there it is there you go I, uh, they haven't won one in my lifetime in your so. entire life nate <laughs> so 20 wow. we're coming on this will be the 25th year and 25th anniversary 25th, anniversary. 25th anniversary <laughs> and it's not getting any win. easier <laughs> So Ugh. that's the Cleveland Browns in a nutshell, but Yikes. they made the, they had the third best draft. I mean, AFC North in general is pretty good, but the yes. Steelers were definitely the trash can of the division in terms of the draft. That's, um, yeah, like, they didn't like do well said, at all. Like when you start with a, a, when you don't even have a first round pick, uh, like you're obviously not really going to be set up for success. Um, but none of their picks were really stood out. Um, like you said, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame with their first pick in the second round. Sure, I mean, they needed another receiver to compliment Juju, um, but I don't know if he's really going to be that guy. Um, I don't think he will. I think he's more of a slot guy, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. And they didn't really need him. They just kind of wanted him, which is odd to me. Yeah, I mean, and Pittsburgh for with an 8-8 eight and eight season last season was severely underperforming, but of course they did lose mm-hmm. Roethlisberger for the majority of the season. Yes. Um, but this draft I don't think really helped them at all. McFarland, he's a, I mean, he was he's fun in college. He was yeah. fun watching in college at Maryland. He basically carried Maryland for the majority of the season. <laughs> I remember um, that. <laughs> so he was, I mean, I think he'd probably be a sleeper pick um, for yes. them. To have some really high potential. Um, I'm just looking at some of their other guys that they chose here. Yeah, like Brooks, Dotson, yeah. uh, I don't know, Carlos. None Davis. of them. No, yeah. I mean they didn't have anything else. That was that was the only draft picks they had. Wow. Yeah, I think Anthony McFar- I think I'd say McFarland is really the player I'd have my eyes on the the most out of all. Of these yeah, players. I agree with you. Um, he has Pittsburgh. good upside for sure, but I mean he's yeah. not he's not a legit starter from week one or anything. No, so he has to earn his way on this on this roster. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's the AFC North. I mean, okay, for the most part, it was super. It, it, it was, I think that all the teams did fairly well, except for it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, so now you know what it's time to do. Oh gosh, here it's we time go. to talk about them Cowboys. Let's go. Oh uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
No, How about we'll them get, Cowboys, Nate? We will we will talk about the Cowboys, and I will I will give my honest opinion, which I'm Ouch. going to have to be. Uh, I'm I'll be begrudgingly giving that because I'm, kind and and generously no. an A plus grade best draft. A, a okay, I wouldn't go that high, but all right, I got to start out NFC East. I know where team. I'm starting. You're starting I, at the got, top, really? I, no, no, I'm starting. I'm not starting oh, at the top. Oh, okay. You just want to talk about your team first, okay? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I got it. Uh, talked about the Ravens. You might. They might. No, no, no. First, I talked but... about the Ravens because they were the best of the division. No, I no, thought no, you were no, going to no. start at the top with Dallas, but no, no, no. Go ahead, talk about your team. That's fine. Okay, my gosh. <laughs> See, there it is. Um, Where, where's Michael Irvin when you need him? Come on, man. <laughs> I I can't stand that man. I know. Um, okay. All right, let's go Eagles. Eagles. I got to type it. I typed in the wrong team. There we go, Eagles. All right, here we go. Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, round one, pick Uh, number 21. They get wide receiver from TCU, Jalen Rieger. Um, How do you feel about this pick? Gosh, you you texted me as soon as this (laughs) this pick came out. How do you feel about this? I was seeing it all over my feed. Like People are, are already just in a ruckus. Um, I mean, Marcus. it doesn't take much for that to for that to happen with Philadelphia fans, Oof. but uh, to be at the twenty first pick, we had missed out. We'll get to this later. CD Lamb, um, mm. who was highly desired by the Eagles, they were yes. all the fans were expecting him to be our pick, uh, and he was he seemed to be falling in our our direction. Um, <laughs> but those wonderful, beautiful Dallas Cowboys. Um, oh no. <laughs> Um, okay, just to spite us, basically, so, <laughs> yep. uh, pretty much. So we went and instead got Jalen Rieger, um, unheard of before. I mean, personally, like, none of the Eagles fans had him even on their radar, uh, because of, they were, ex- they were expecting Lamb. Um, but I, I looked at this guy, um, he's 5'11", has good yeah. speed, um, yeah, he's, he's a speedster. He's a burner, but he yes. also has, he had some issues in college with, with catch ratio. Mm. Um, so he had some drop balls, uh, which is the Achilles heel of the <laughs> Eagles pretty much yeah. season after season. It's just drop balls. Um, so I think what I, in retrospect, I was a little upset, uh, when this, it first happened because Justin Jefferson, you're from LSU was still on the board. Yes, I was confused he was, why he was not picked there. He was expected. He was the top receiver available. Um, and he was hmm. considered to be the, the pick for the Eagles. He was supposed to be. Um, so that just added to the outrage really. Um, when Rieger's name came up instead, um, you know, what's interesting I, about really him. all it. I was just looking at the numbers here. He actually had um, two punt return touchdowns. Yeah, he was. He's he is hmm. a guy who does uh, returns as well, which I think was something that was attractive to the Eagles as well. They wanted a return man after Darren Sproles is retired now, um, so we're looking for a return man. So he's able to to help out in that department. Um, so that adds to his his appeal as well, I guess. But um, I'm really just, I, I want someone who can stay healthy and who can catch the <laughs> ball. Just catch the um, ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, as long as he's not on IR by week four. You're and, happy. <laughs> and it's fine. He, and he's caught, he's caught at least like five <clears throat> passes a week. Um, Cause I think you're, of then our, you're good. <laughs> our second, 
our, our second round pick from last year, JJ Arcega Whiteside. JJ Arcega Whiteside. I, 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 I believe caught five <laughs> five passes all season. Uh, yeah, four so single digits. Yeah, it was pretty so bad. Single digits. Hmm. Um, so to that be didn't work a second out. round pick, no, did not at all. Uh, he's still on the roster, so we're still. Well, that's okay. We had uh, we had Brashad Perryman that didn't work out yeah, either. So I understand how that feels, but ye. And listen, all you need to do is to give this guy the number one job, like a month into the season, and he's going to be like Deshaun Jackson light. He's not as good as Deshaun. I would not compare him to no. Deshaun, but he has down the field speed and he can play on special yes. teams. So yes. he covers two needs that you need, right? I yes. would think that with Carson Wentz so injury prone, and I'm going to have to bash on your team a little bit here. With Carson Wentz so <laughs> injury prone, it was only clear to them and to the fan base what the second oh, round pick was going to be. Oh, man. And clearly they made the best pick with Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was obvious to the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there was there was a lot of like um, there was there was more like confusion and outrage when Hertz was picked, and there was when Rieger was picked. At least like, wide receiver me. was a uh, wide receiver was uh, expected and yes, it was a need, was known for to sure. be the first pick. Definitely, but when quarterback came up as oh, our boy. second pick, it people. I mean, Twitter People and Facebook kind of just blew up. They lost their minds. Everything just went down the toilet. At Can the I make already. a case for this guy at least? I know you're not happy no, with I, the pick, but do you want to make a case I wouldn't say I'm not happy. I, un- I understand it 100%, but you, okay. yeah, you, you, you speak on it. Listen, you have to understand that as a non-Philadelphia Eagles fan, when I look at the team, I really want to try to be neutral. Okay, I don't hate mm-hmm. the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. They're just a team. <laughs> they don't even play in my conference, okay? So I don't care about what yep. you do. So here's what I think. I've been watching Carson Wentz ever since he got drafted. When he got drafted, he was reached for. There's not a debate about this. He was reached for at six, I believe. And he was a mid-second round grade, okay? So the Eagles decided— He was the second overall pick, actually. Oh, the second overall pick, sorry. He, mm-hmm. was, he was vastly reached for. And— the Eagles decided, you know what? We're going to go out and get the guy that we believe in. We don't care what his draft grade is, and this is going to be our franchise. And I said, you know what? That's fine, but if he doesn't live up to that expectation, you're going to hear it from the fan base. He had an amazing first full season there. Not, I'm not talking about the one where he played like three weeks or whatever. His first full season there. He played 16 games. Oh, he looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback. The guy was lighting up the league, and every Eagles fan I know, oh, look at Carson Wentz. He's so good. Look at that part worked out really well. And I was like, yep, you know what? You're right. I can't bash you for the reach. It's working out great for you guys. And then something happened. He got injured. And then he got injured again. And then he got injured again. And I said, okay, so now you have a guy who has been injured multiple seasons in a row, who you reached for in the draft, and has never won a playoff game. And you're expecting this quarterback to be your franchise for the next decade. I don't believe in Carson Wentz anymore. I'm sorry. I am a show-it-to-me guy. If I'm an NFL fan, I'm a, I don't care where you're drafted. You could be drafted in the sixth round. If you don't prove it to me, you're done. And I think the coaching staff is starting to get fed up with his injury history, and that's why they took this guy. Now, Jalen Hurts, listen, he has his share of issues as well. There's a reason he wasn't the number one overall pick, okay? But he's a very strong quarterback. Oklahoma was a good team this year, okay? And in his starts, he did exceptionally well. He can move. He has a good arm. He sees the field well, okay? He doesn't – 
always get out of trouble every time. He does take a few too many sacks for my liking, but I think that he could be a guy yeah. who could sit behind Wentz, and if they need an emergency quarterback, they can go to the kid. Or they can let Wentz kind of mentor him a little bit and say, hey, this is the kind of offense we run. And then if they decide they want to ship Wentz out of town or they've had enough of him or they don't want to repay him, then you've got a guy who can step in and actually be an NFL starter, um, which I believe Jalen Hurts has the potential to be. So I understand why they picked a quarterback in this draft. I might not have agreed with it in the second round, though. I think that was a little high. Yeah. I mean, someone like Hurts was like – he was expected to come in and probably be a, a starter he lacked for, for some team. Um, I would think at least, but I, I think for him to come to the Eagles, it felt, I think for the fans, it felt like uh, a lack of confidence in, in Wentz, which I mean, understanding his, his injury history every season since he's been in the league um, as a full-time starter it makes sense to want to have someone that is a competent backup. I mean, right now our number two is Nate Sudfeld, um, who I would not say is a qualified backup quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can do um, better. <laughs> you can do like better you think of, me. you think of that championship season and we had in 2017 when, when Wentz was an MVP quarterback and went down injured. And then we had the backup in Nick Foles, Nick Foles. Who, <laughs> who, who came and the, the rest, savior. You know, but <laughs> yes. um, we're not going to go down that memory no, no, no. because we're, we're in a different <laughs> season right, right, right now. Um, but I can understand wanting to have a reliable backup option. Um, and even being able to use someone like Hertz in different packages, like in a specific like read option, or you have Wildcat. If you want to, Doug Peterson is one of the most innovative quarter, um, one of the most innovative head coaches in the league, especially coming from Andy Reid's school. Um, so it, he likes to try different packages and different uh, plays. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Hertz make some appearances in his rookie season. For sure, they'll find a way to work him in. Spread option, yeah, he's definitely going to get some play time. Um, But Wentz, I, I mean, uh, hmm. what? Let me ask you this: Do you think we're uh, we're getting off the trails here? We're getting on this. Okay. um, (laughs) uh, Would you say that that golf is golf has warranted his pick selection more than Wentz has? Absolutely, because Jared Goff to me has done more as a quarterback. He's won more oh, games no. than Carson Wentz has. He's been to a Super Bowl that Carson Wentz has not been to. I don't think he's more talented as a passer. I think Carson Wentz has the better arm and has the better decision-making. But I don't really care about those things when it comes down to winning football games. If you take care of the ball and you're on the field, you have a chance to win. If you don't do those things, you don't have a chance to win. And, and when you draft quarterbacks, I don't care if you take them first or you take them 255th. Your job is not to accumulate passing stats. Your job is not to throw 40 touchdowns. You don't you don't get an award for throwing 4,500 yards passing. You know what you get paid to do? You get paid to go win football games, okay? That's your job as a quarterback, and that's how quarterbacks are ranked. When they finish their careers, I want to look back and see how many games they won. I want to see how many playoff games they went to and won. I want to see how many championship rings they have, right? Because those are the things we talk about at the end of the day. I don't care what your passing stat number is, dude. I care about you go out there and you win a playoff game. So until you do that, you're not a top quarterback in this league. There you go. That's my piece. Oh, my gosh. Whew. 
<laughs> hey, you wanted That's my real. opinion on gonna... Carson Wentz. There yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, oh, man. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I, <laughs> I can make a whole episode. I understand. That, but, um, hey, we can we make can that a different that. episode. <laughs> yeah, we can make that another day. A whole debate on Carson Wentz and his potential. Oh, my goodness. Um, but let's get through this NFC East. Yes. Um, but the rest of the Eagles picks, uh, we needed a linebacker uh, severely. Our defense was missing several pieces in the secondary, especially. Um, and and the, our defensive line, of course, has been our most uh, stalwart position, uh, section of our defense for the past several years. So that wasn't a worry. But when you get to the linebackers and then to the to the secondary, it was definitely something that needed to be addressed to the draft. Um, so it was they did a pretty decent job. Uh, the third round pick, Davian Taylor out of Colorado, decent pick. Um, yeah, good they, player. He should be able to to. He's definitely going to get probably starting time this this season be, with the the players we've lost and who have moved on in free agency. Um, so he's definitely going to get a lot of playing time, if not just being a straight out starter in his first season. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson, uh, I mean, decent player I think with some good potential, but um, I think at four the fourth round was a bit of a was a bit of a reach. Um, but Jack Driscoll, I think, um, has a lot of good potential as well out of Auburn. Um, we, along with Dallas, Philadelphia has been kind of like an offensive line factory, um, for several years, uh, just churning out guards and tackles, um, like nobody's business. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Driscoll will, will be a, uh, will be a successor to some of the guys that we have on the line right now. Um, he'll have some big shoes to fill, but I think he's a good backup option for now. For uh, sure. And then more wide receivers as you look down. A couple, <laughs> another linebacker. Hightower. Um, so yeah, John Bradley, Hightower out of Boise yeah. State and Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, I love that that's name. An, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> name. Um, but I think wide receiver was definitely the emphasis coming into this draft, mm-hmm. um, and the Eagles came out with three from the draft. So whether or not. Um, all eyes will be on Rieger, and I think now comparisons will be drawn co- uh, constantly between him and uh, Justin Jefferson in their rookie seasons to, from Eagles fans, just saying, could we have done better? Will Whose numbers will be better? Who's going to be performing um, better so they can rag on the, the leadership and the general manager? if uh, Jefferson ends up having a better season than Rieger. But, you know what um, I noticed is that they actually really took a while for that first pick. Like, they didn't just make the pick. The yeah. clock went all the way down to under two I minutes. I did see and they that. Were really, I thought they were going to have a trade or they were really thinking about something, and I'm yeah. like, all right. And then immediately afterwards, Minnesota snapped Justin Jefferson they off double, the board yeah, in 30 pick. seconds. <laughs> next pick, Justin Jefferson off the board. Oh, no. Uh, so, Could have been a mistake there, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like this, yeah. like we said, season will, season will tell, and people will most will almost definitely be drawing comparisons For between sure. the two who who should have gone earlier. Yo, can we talk uh, about Dallas now? Yeah, I, I wanted to avoid talking about this, but okay. <laughs> All right, well, we can talk about Washington and how great of a draft they had too, if you want. Oh, oh gosh, I, I wouldn't say Washington did that great, but okay. Okay, um, fair. Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do Dallas. All right. <sighs> yeah, so I'd say Dallas is number one. Philadelphia was number two in my yes. eyes from the NFC East, yes. um, but Dallas okay. overwhelmingly number one, and I am oh. so shameful and it feels gross to say do you want um, me to talk about dallas because you're having a fit over there or, I'll, all right i'll, I'll give i'll, <laughs> Are you I'll gonna give make my, it <laughs> i'll give my brief analysis and how all right okay 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, Dallas, like their first their first three rounds, Ooh. um, were just solid. Yep. Um, they addressed the needs that they needed. I mean, they didn't need a wide receiver. <laughs> Can we just say that that Dallas did not need a wide receiver with Amari Cooper uh, as their overwhelmingly number one. Then they have Michael Gallup, who was emerging as their number two. Um, then you add C.D. Lamb, who is was one of the, if not the highest ranked wide receiver in the draft, and he fell all the way down to number seventeen. And uh, what is widely, I think it was a record this season. I saw for most number of wide receivers selected in the first two rounds. Yes. Um, so wide receivers were flying Everywhere. off the boards, mm-hmm. um, and C.D. Lamb. Uh, first number one or number two overall wide receiver in the nation goes to Dallas um, and will be their number three starter most likely. Ooh, wow. um, That's scary. Gosh. It's terrifying, um, <laughs> and it's and it's terrible that it was they it was it was the Cowboys of all teams who took the player that we had our eyes on the most and who we desperately wanted and all the fans wanted. And when he went off the board, fans were upset that there wasn't a trade um, that uh, Lamb that there weren't calls to Dallas to make to try to get some trade done with the Eagles to get up to that number seventeen pick and get CD Lamb. Oh no, he saw um, that call. Okay, Jerry Jones saw that phone ring and he just hit the ignore button. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's just be real that. here. Okay? That would be even that would be even worse. Uh, he just that like, that went right to silent. He's like, nope, goodbye. <laughs> it's definitely out of it, like this was definitely to prevent him from falling to us. Yes, um, absolutely. They definitely but, did that so they didn't have to see him twice a year. I, I definitely but, understand the pick. It's it's so terrible, but their mm. next two picks were definitely needs based. Yes, um, and picks. they were very strong picks. You get Trayvon Diggs at Alabama, um, who was one of the top cornerbacks in the draft. Uh, you lose Byron Jones, who was their number one corner in free agency. So they were definitely they were looking for a replacement. Um, and Trayvon Diggs will, I think, come alongside um, a, a Wouzier as uh the one of uh dallas's number probably his number their number two corner at this point on their depth chart and he's a very solid pick he was great at alabama um he's uh great at uh i think it point at the catch um when he's playing for the ball he has really good skills there so that was a very solid pick and then you look at their third round pick with uh, neville gallimore out of uh, oklahoma another uh, a defensive tackle big guy uh 304 pounds this is this is no shrimp um so they needed they needed help up the middle they'd uh dallas had added gerald mccoy i think and dontari poe in free agency so a couple older veterans who have solid playmaking skills but they needed like a, a, i think the same with baltimore uh, they needed that middle of the mm-hmm. middle of the, the pack inside guy, presence, the yeah. inside guy, nice young guy who can potentially be there for a number of years to kind of anchor that that line. Um, so I think they might have gotten that in Neville Gallimore, and he's a high potential, high prospect draft pick in the third round. Um, so and then they went cornerback again. I don't really care about the rest. It's just no. It's those, most of them will be on the practice squad. So <laughs> those those first three picks were super strong. And Dallas, I I hate to say yes. it, but they got like an A minus in my books. 
mm-hmm. uh, for their draft, and it's it's terrible for me to say. But you go go ahead, Brian. I don't want to keep talking about these guys anymore. All right, let me. You know what? You're good. You take a rest. You you did a good uh, job. I understand. It's hard for you, but um, <laughs> see, it's easier for me because the Steelers didn't have a good draft, so it's kind of yeah. It's it's perfect for you. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> let me talk to you about Dallas. Okay. Let me tell you how wise Jerry Jones was in this draft this year. Okay. He took a look at that board, and he said, you know what, guys? We see us at 17, okay? And we know the Giants are not a threat in the NFC East, so they're going to they're gonna do whatever they want it for. It's fine. And the Redskins are rebuilding, so the only thing we really got to worry about is Philadelphia. So what do they need? Oh, I know. They need a receiver, don't they? Well, what we're going to do, I know we have a lot of team needs. <laughs> I know we have a lot of team needs. You know, maybe some defense could use a little bit of an upgrade, you know. Maybe an offensive lineman would be a nice little extra boost, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to steal, and this is highway <laughs> robbery. This is theft at of the first 17. degree. At number 17, we're going to steal C.D. Lamb from the Eagles. Now, not just because we want him, because he's a good playmaker and receiver, because he is. I mean, 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns, the guy's incredible. But we don't need C.D. Lamb. We just need you not to play him against us twice a year. So we're going to have him sit on the bench. Okay? And no. then and then to follow that up in the second round, they took a look and they said, you know what, guys? You know what we really need? We need to make sure that whoever they take, we can just shut down. We just close them out. So let's go get Trayvon Diggs because of his ball-making, play-hawking, you know, long-arm skills. And we're just going to put him right over there to whoever you decide to take with your receiver pick. And we're going to take care of him, Six too. Six foot, one good size Six for foot, a pretty solid size. And you know what? We're going to take care of that, too. So that was strong. And then, of course, Neville Gallimore. You know, big guy, going to clock the inside. They did a great job in this draft, to be honest with you. Um, not just, you know, stealing a pick from Philly. I think they addressed some good needs um, for their franchise. But I th- I'm really interested and seeing what their offense is going to look like. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, they do have a lot of playmakers, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you look at the guy, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Locked up for six years. Mm-hmm. Yep, with that massive contract. Then got Amari Cooper also with a brand-new contract right out on their number one. Then Michael Gallup, now you had C.D. Lamb. And you got Dak Prescott under center, uh, under, behind a pretty decent offensive line. They didn't. They, and they got their center also um, in the fourth round. We'll see if he's from out of Wisconsin. So we'll see if he's uh, their center of the future after losing Travis Frederick to retirement. Um, so they really addressed almost every need that they had. And it was so, so painful to see them be so successful when we had some less than desired uh, picks in a lot of people's eyes. So, Well, remember, it is just the draft. Um, you really have is. to wait until the season starts because most of these guys aren't going to get full playing time anyway. That's true. But, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Yep. Okay, well, moving on to the other two. Uh, New York. Yes. Um, Let's talk about them. The New York Football New York Giants. Football Giants. So How they do you went, feel about they, this? I mean, Andrew Thomas, Ooh. solid, really great. Strong. Real good uh, offensive lineman, uh, right out in number four, the number four overall pick. So we had we had two of our rivals are in the top four picks. So it tells you about the NFC East. Um, <laughs> just they uh, so Washington getting the best player available in the draft, and then uh, Giants pretty much getting the best overall. Uh, offensive tackle in the draft, best yes. lineman. The number one um, graded lineman on everybody's board. Yep, right out of Georgia, Andrew Thomas. 
So it's an instant upgrade to their offensive line, which was pretty terrible uh, <laughs> last season, keeping uh, Daniel Jones off his backside. Um, yeah. and so when your primary offense comes out of the backfield in Saquon Barkley, you really need a somewhat defen- decent offensive line. Um, so addressing that need right out of the gate with the number one pick was definitely what they needed to do. Um, so Andrew Thomas was a really good pick. Then you look at Xavier McKinney, uh, the, I'd say the best safety in the draft um, out of really? Alabama. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, okay. I think with the highest upside, um, Interesting. one of the best uh, just playmakers in the secondary mm-hmm. available in the draft. So okay. out of Alabama, second round, beginning of the second round, he was still available. So that was a great pickup. Yeah, for, good value at least for sure. Yeah, really good value for, for the Giants. Um, so the uh, Giants were really lacking a safety. They had Antoine Bethay last season, uh, So and he, he left them this season. So they were really in need of that spot, and Xavier McKinney I think will do a great job filling in that gap. Um and then another offensive lineman, Matt Purd out of UConn. Um, and the rest is eh, not great. Um, yeah. So I think those those first two picks were really where um, the Giants hit it with McKinney and Thomas. So uh, You don't like Carter Coughlin in the seventh round because he's named after Tom Coughlin? That <laughs> carries zero value in football. Zero. None. <laughs> zero. Whatsoever. Uh, and he... <laughs> A linebacker, so yeah, not yeah, gonna. Yeah. He, he might never see the field. Who knows? What, what would you grade um, the Giants as? I know you're giving Dallas an A plus, but like, what do you yeah, give the Giants? A minus. Oh, minus. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Eagles My get bad. a B, get oh, a straight okay. B. Fair. Um, and Giants get a B minus. Wow, you think the Eagles had a better draft than the Giants did? That's interesting. I I think so. Okay. Um, but then moving on, number four. Oh yes, we gotta talk about Washington. <laughs> Redskins. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, the only reason that their their draft wasn't absolutely pitiful was because they got the best player in the draft in Chase Young. Um, so right out the gate, that's going to give you a boosted draft grade. Um, so Chase Young, best player available in the draft, hands down, unanimous decision. Uh, he was expected to go second overall to the Redskins, and that he did. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he does on a rebuilding franchise uh, in the first couple of years. He's still going to be tearing it up. I, I can't imagine that this guy doesn't have double digit sacks within, I'd say, two seasons. Um, so I think he, he's going to to just fly in terms of his progress at the pro level um, with the level that he played at Ohio State uh, was just tremendous already. I think he'll be one of the premier pass rushers in the league in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Redskins needed all the help they can get on defense and on offense, really. Like every aspect <laughs> of their team, they, need, they yeah. needed help. There's um, a reason so, they picked at number two overall, okay? Yep, <laughs> they weren't good. 2-14, 2-14. <laughs> and 14, two and 14. Oh, actually, no, it was 3-13. 3-13, uh, yeah. 3-13, not quite as terrible, but 3-13. <laughs> Still terrible. Um, but so Chase Young instant playmaker will drastically improve their defensive line. So he's going to be a wrecking one man wrecking crew in the NFC East. Um, and alongside he got Ryan Kerrigan on the opposite side. So I'd say yeah, that don't forget about Ryan Kerrigan, yeah, yeah. like coming off the edge. I think that's probably Washington's strength right now. Oh yeah. So um, if their whole team, it's their strength. 
And you need that because there's so much emphasis on the quarterback position. That is true. Um, But otherwise, you look at the rest of their draft. They didn't have a second round pick. Uh, They Um, did have a second round pick. They traded it, I believe, to the Colts. Mm -hmm. They traded Michael Pittman, basically, the uh, wide receiver from USC, who the Colts took. I like Michael Pittman. I'm surprised they traded that pick because they have needs there. Yeah, they they need pretty much everything. Yeah, Um, interesting. But... Yeah, so they picked up an offensive tackle uh, from LSU, Sadiq Charles. Um, so he, I think he's probably the second best pick that they had. Um, Antonio Gibson, wide receiver out of Memphis uh, in the third round. He's solid, I'd say. I think he did um, both. I think he played a lot of running back, too, didn't he? Did he do running back? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I think they have him listed as wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yep, yep. Running he played back, running yeah. back and wide receiver. In Memphis, so. so. Yeah, University of Memphis, um, so... He's interesting. I think he's got some good size. Um, he played a lot of slot, too. Like, like you said, he caught yeah. a lot of passes. But I feel like, because he only played for a full year, like one season. Yeah. Um, I mean, people want to look at the 14 touchdowns, but I want to look at the things that he needs to work on. And, yeah. you know, I was felt like when I watched him play... You know, he really wasn't patient in his running lanes. Like, uh, he just tried mm-hmm. to go on the first read, and that's not good in the NFL. So, yeah, he definitely he's not a needs great a route bit runner. Of work. Yeah, he needs work. Yeah, his route running will need some work, but him being a dual, like, in terms of being a wide receiver and a running back in college, he'll be able, I think, to, to give some more playmaking ability out of the backfield as well. He can have, they can have some more unique looking uh, play calls with him. So, we'll see how that worked out as well. But I gave, let me see, I forget, uh, I gave Washington a C um, in the draft. Okay. So Fair. Just, I mean, it would have been lower if it weren't for Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, Chase <laughs> like, Young saved that draft for them. Like, it really Pretty was. much. I mean, they could do no yeah. wrong with that number two overall pick, but, I mean, they could have if they had oh, yeah, they could. other than Chase Young. Like, the city, they could the have traded it away or something, and they really oh, my gosh. just, if, oh, my if gosh. The streets, <laughs> the streets in D.C., it would have just, oh, man. Yeah. But, so that's Yikes. the NFC East. So okay. Dallas, cream of the crop, obviously, which yes. is depressing. Um, yes. But we won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> it is the truth. Um, we won't talk so, about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So the, we talked about the AFC North and we talked about we the NFC East. Um, Do you want to go over some, um, you know, maybe if you want to talk about like first, second, third kind of round players that stood out to you or people that you like? I don't know yeah, what you want to do after um, this. Let me see. I think one of the teams, well, I think the team that had the next best draft that we didn't cover. The Raiders. Um, oh, oh, sorry. the Raiders? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say the Raiders. Well, I wasn't going to say the Raiders. I was going to say uh-huh. Miami. I was going to say Arizona. Arizona Arizona also had a really good draft. Um, so Miami, I about- uh, oh, here we go. All right, you know what? Why don't you talk about the Dolphins, and I'll talk about Arizona, because okay. I am completely the other way with Miami, so go ahead. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I don't believe um, in Tua at all, but go ahead. It's fine. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, I'm that, that guy. Would, yeah. That I'm would that do guy. it. That would do it. Yes. Um, he'll, he, I mean, Tua, I think, kind of, in some ways, he reminds me of Carson in terms of his injury history. Um, Stop. And, he's, <laughs> in ter- and his overall, his arm strength oh, and his upside okay. are very high. But right. his injuries are a significant downside. They're very scary. Um, so his almost every season, I, th- I it might I think it was every season, at least once while he was at Al- while he was the starter at Alabama, he was he had some significant injury that required time out. 
Um, so that is why he dropped even to the fifth pick. Like if he hadn't had those injuries, he would have. He could have gone probably, two. He probably could have been one or two. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so, he wouldn't have been one this year with what Burrow did, but he would have been two. I mean, yeah. yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't even play the full season this year, though, so we Correct. wouldn't even know. So it's hard to even say where he could have been because of his injuries. So uh, he's he's got some good comparisons. Some have compared him with his size, his, his being six foot. He's compared to, to uh, Drew Brees a bit. Russell Wilson um, as well. Cause he so, can yeah, move. so mm-hmm. having like the the the, uh, the he's able to move around the pocket and the mobility yes. uh, and the strong arm, good accuracy. Tua has some really high upside. It's just really coming down to whether he can, can he stay, stay healthy. healthy. Right. Um, because otherwise, Miami has, I believe, their franchise quarterback. Um, it's Oof. just I'd, – I'd say wow. so. It's, okay. It's, now, they did have a good rest of the draft, to be fair. They had a lot of good yes, picks after that. Yes, um, With Austin Un- Jackson at tackle. Jackson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great out of USC. Really good pick. They needed help at uh, on their offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then getting Noah. Oh, gosh. Igbinoget. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Igbinoget. 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 Out of Auburn. Um, another good, solid cornerback. Uh, yes. Now they have. They compare him with Xavier Howard. So that. And they also got Byron Jones in free agency. So cornerback is pretty stacked for Miami now. So their secondary, their secondary is looking really good. Yeah, much better um, than last year. And then they get another offensive. They get a guard and Robert Hunt out of Louisiana. Another top, solid player. Solid yeah, another player. top ranked guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're going to really need him too for that yeah, quarterback. If they put two in, oh my gosh, they're going to need him. <laughs> gosh, if he if he's going to oh be goodness. his health is going to be largely depending on whether or not he can actually be comfortable in the pocket. And if he's always going to be running around and scrambling, that's where a lot of his injuries happen in, right. his, in his college career. Then you so, keep him safe. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Raquan Davis out of Alabama, defensive tackle, another big guy for the center of the center of their defense. So I think he has some good uh, upside as well. Strong uh, off the uh, off the line of scrimmage. So I think he'll be someone that will get a good amount of playing time. I think this season for for Miami at DT. And then uh, rest, Brandon Jones, Texas, Solomon Kinley out of Georgia, another offensive guard. They went heavy with the offensive guards and offensive linemen in the draft, um, as they need to, as we said, with Tua. But um, and I think a, a good player they got down at um, in the fifth round was uh, Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Mm. Um, he's a pretty solid defensive end to fall to the fifth round, I think. Um, so for someone, I think he has some good potential, high upside, and he can really get off the line of scrimmage pretty quickly as well. So I think he's someone that could have some sleeper pick potential out, coming out of the fifth round. Probably won't get a whole lot of playing time in his first season, but it's Miami, so you never know. With <laughs> True, the you amount could start of, week uh, one with them, who knows? Yeah, like the amount of help that they'll, they'll most likely need, uh, he can probably get some some decent playing time in his rookie season. So I, I'd say, like, with all with, all, with those picks, I think they addressed a lot of needs that they had, especially a quarterback. Um, it's really – the future is going to tell whether this draft was successful or not if Tua can stay healthy. Um, but right now, I'd say as it is just on paper, I'd say it was it was an A-minus draft. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would give them an A-minus as well. 
So right. are you in Arizona? No, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to talk about Arizona. I want to talk about John Gruden's Raiders. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Raiders. This. So I love John Gruden as a coach. Can I just start with that? I'm a huge Gruden guy because he's a tough, gritty, defensive, in-your-face kind of hates quarterbacks, you know. I'm the same (laughs) way, man. I hate those guys. They're terrible. But every time a a team takes one at number one, I'm just like, good luck with that. So, (laughs) and remember, I'm I'm on your show as a guest to really – the people need some entertainment, okay? They don't care Uh about the analysis or what the numbers say. They just want to hear about the beatdowns, right? They they want us to just – Rush these players, okay? okay? Their first overall draft pick at number 12. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, this is John Gruden, right? He's going to take yep. a defensive player. He's a defensive-minded coach. You still got Ken Law on the board. He seems good. A.J. Terrell sitting there. Oh, you know what? They could use a receiver, too. Oh, look, Jerry Judy's still there. He's number one overall. And the pick is Henry Ruggs. And we just sat there, and we were like, wait, what? Henry Ruggs? Are you kidding? They took – the second best guy on Alabama's own team. He's not even the best on your team. Forget the best in the country. No, 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 no. He's not even the best in Alabama, okay? I would have rather had Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or Justin Jefferson before any of those guys before Henry Ruggs. Are you kidding me? Like, And I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? Like, Either you see something that nobody else sees, which you never know, or, or they panicked and went, oh, well, let's take this guy. I don't know. <laughs> so it could have, they could have just pushed the panic button on that pick. I don't know what they were thinking. And then oh now they had two first round draft picks. Now when, mm-hmm. when teams have two first round draft picks, you know, somebody's going to work out. And I think Damon Arnett's the guy that's going to work out. What a great mm-hmm. trade that Gruden initiated from the Bears, getting back-to-back picks in the third round and getting two yeah. first round draft picks to go along with it. Great yeah, job. Did. So it shores up their cornerback, which they've really struggled in their secondary the last couple of years. So that definitely will help. Then they got back-to-back picks in the third, and they spent them on two receivers. <laughs> and I went, what are you doing? You guys had like, you gave up like the 29th most yards on the run last year, and you gave up like the 25th most pass yards. And you're taking two receivers after you already screwed it up in the first round? What are they you didn't doing? They didn't get any defensive linemen. They just no, they got zero run. defensive linemen. They got one corner, and they decided to take Lynn Bowden from Kentucky and Brian Edwards from the Gamecocks. And I'm like, all right, maybe they're going to roll <laughs> out five wide for Mitch Trubisky this year and oh just throw it all over the yard. Because Mike Ditka was probably – his head was in his hands. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. He was hey, like, we're on oh the Raiders, aren't we? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Well, no, well, you know what it is? You know what it is? Because yeah, they, got, they got the picks from the Bears. Yeah. And I'm like, he was probably like, oh, no, I can't believe they just traded those picks. And then the Raiders screwed it up. <laughs> so, I mean, uh... I don't understand what was going through their mind. And then they had an end of third round pick, and they took a linebacker. And I was like, all right, well, at least you kind of made up for it there. But, oh, my goodness, like. Uh, the Raiders are such an interesting team because every year I feel like, all right, maybe this is the year they kind of come back to form. They compete, you know, they're going to be exciting to watch. And then they drafted Derek Carr. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. I, you might not be, but I'm a pretty good, pretty big fan of Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a bust in the NFL. I don't even want to, I don't even want to hear from you. All right. Derek Carr's downfield numbers. When you look at like pure statistics are one of the worst in the entire league. Okay. Mm -hmm. His downfield accuracy is awful. His yards per attempt 
on completions is terrible. And to be honest with you, he's not really mobile. Like you know, he's, he's definitely he's, not. He's not. He's a statue. And when you're playing in this <laughs> league, you can't be a dinosaur unless your name's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. I'm sorry. And you're not anywhere near that. So oh, to me, I'm gonna crush this guy. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is just become the take a dump on some of the some, some quarterbacks, some established quarterbacks. In the we can keep going. I got a dozen of these guys, but oh we'll make that gosh. episode. That's an episode. <laughs> but they, I thought they were really gonna address that. I was like, they're gonna take a quarterback in this draft. They're gonna try to find his replacement. Apparently, they still think Derek Carr is the guy. And I don't know what he's shown anybody else, but he's shown me inconsistency and unreliability. So good luck, Raiders. Another 6-10 season coming for you guys. So were they one of your, your picks for the worst drafts? They were definitely on my radar, but wow. they were – oh, my gosh. I would say, I would give them probably a C, C-plus maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they did not I'd do say, well. I've got to say I think my, my worst draft Oof. was uh, – no, Eagles. No. What? <laughs> was green bay yeah green bay was horrible i was gonna talk about them too oh my goodness like, jordan love i was about to say the jordan contro- love. the controversy of picking a wow. quarterback in the first round when you have aaron Rodgers. who exactly who who's aaron <laughs> Rodgers? like if you're who? <laughs> you're selecting a quarterback in the first round when he, he desperately needs weapons and wide receivers and like we said no, no, he's no. already no, no, no. They didn't need what? weapons. They needed a replacement. Okay, no. <laughs> let me go. Let me go ahead and talk to you. Are, about are Aaron you Rogers. going on? You're going off on Aaron Rodgers now. Here we go. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I told don't you. Go, don't it's go all too about deep. the entertainment here. Don't go but, too deep. We got to save this in. for. Oh I'm going my in. gosh. All right. The man won a Super Bowl in 2011. Okay, yes. that was almost 10 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him on the sidelines the past couple of seasons, he's arguing with coaches. He looks pissed off. He doesn't want to talk to people. He's, you know, afterwards, he's got these media clips. He thinks he's so creative and, like, funny in the media. And, like, oh, I'm going to make a side joke about our team because we're not good right now. And, like, I'm like, what are you you doing? Like, he's on the State Farm commercials. I'm like, (laughs) I can't stand this guy, man. I don't know. Oh, my God. People like this guy because they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's great. And I'm like, well, have you looked at the numbers recently? Because they've kind of taken a little bit of a step back. I do say last season, last season looked like a step back. It was a big step back. And now I'm not saying I would not want Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying any of that. But they went out and said, you know what? He's, what, 30 four this four? year i think so yeah he's a 34 year old quarterback and he has not won a championship in almost a decade it's time to move on i'm sorry i don't care what your name is i don't care if yeah. your name's drew Brees or tom brady there comes a point where it's time to go and they wow. did that in new england they're going to do that in new orleans next year when it's time to let breeze go and they're going to let rogers go in a couple of years i'm telling you they're playing out his contract for the next couple seasons and he's done and they said all right jordan love that's the best we can do at our pick. Cool, we'll take him. And I have no problem with that pick at all whatsoever. Wow. Now they they had a bad draft. Don't get me wrong. Oh it yeah, was the rest of it was surprise. Was but oh getting my a gosh. running back out of Boston College. Yeah, yeah that was great. Tight yeah, end out of Cincinnati. Nah, like none of this stands out. They got <laughs> the only thing I really liked about this was that they got they got an offensive guard who's the son of our uh, the one of the Eagles' former centers, John oh, Runyon. Funny. 
So like, <laughs> otherwise, the draft yeah. for the Packers can literally get tossed out the window for all. Pretty much. Here. I mean, yeah, most people would agree with that. I don't think but, they did very strong man, draft there. Bryce uh, Jordan Love created so Oof. much right, controversy. Yo, their fans right. were angry. <laughs> I, understandably so. Oof. Uh, a, a similar, but probably even worse to the reaction that the Eagles had when um, when Hurts was drafted. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. So, that was rough too. Oh, man, but yeah, I think I think that covers like a good chunk. Yeah, um, it does. We got a lot uh, of stuff done here. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground. Um, got to hear AFC North and the NFC East, which were probably were two of the probably the most exciting. I did like Tampa Bay's draft. They had a they yes really, they did. You could you could tell they were focused on like giving Tom Brady like the weapons and the protection that he needed, like getting an offensive tackle first. Yeah, Worfs is um, a beast. I love that guy. Yeah, Worfs is really good. And then they got a running back. They got a couple running backs because their running back situation is terrible Oof. right now. Yeah. Um, then Antoine Winfield was a really good pick out of Minnesota at safety. So they were shoring up a lot of stuff so that I think Tampa Bay can make a pretty good run this year. It could be competitive I, for sure. Yeah. I think they can compete even – they, it's going to be up there with them in New Orleans. It's going to be hard for them to overtake New Orleans. But uh, I think with Tom Brady and the weapons that they're trying to surround him with – and I, and for the first time, I'd say that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to have uh, – I, I could get I could do a whole episode on Tampa Bay. Like the the, the <laughs> upside that they have this coming season. You can do but, the Tampa Bay upside, and then I'll have to pick a different team. Okay, yeah, we'll do That's that. That's fair. But – I think I think that'll that'll do it for this episode. That I think this was a good first episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got a lot of good topics. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed. Um, we'll be back eventually. Probably, I'd say we'll try to do this every other week. Okay, that um, sounds good. And so, especially with with this quarantine, I think we'll have the time and we'll be able to come up with some good content for you guys. Um, so we hope you enjoyed, uh, and we'll be yeah, you'll be hearing from us again soon. All right. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Thanks, Brian.